this our influencer global speaker series and we're doing this uh, once a month and just trying to take advantage of the zoom technology and the ability to connect people from all over the country and just talk about it you know interesting things going on with the ministry and uh so tonight uh the focus is going to be on influencers women and uh the new movement it's not really new but it's kind of a growing movement within influencers um so uh let me uh, let me just set the table here for a second. I've got th three ladies who have been uh, leading in in that movement, and I want to let you hear from them. But uh, just a little backstory, as you guys probably have figured out, uh, you got Rocky Fleming, who was a uh, a football player from the South, and uh, didn't even know that uh, he said he didn't make good grades in English, you know, so he didn't wasn't even sure he could write. But uh, found out he was a good storyteller. Um, but if Rocky was going to write a book, you know, it'd be kind of a manly kind of book. If you've ever met Rocky, you know, he's got these big old hands and he's just a manly kind of guy. Um, and he did. He wrote he wrote Journey to the Inner Chamber and the curriculum it all has kind of a male slant because it was written. It was written for men. I mean, he he had no intention of that anybody would ever any women would ever want to go through this curriculum. It was all written to try to help men because he saw so many men that were stuck and didn't understand how to abide and all that. And, and, and it really obviously is an amazing thing for men. But uh, what happened is a lot of these men were, as a lot of us men are connected to women. A lot of them are, have uh, wives or daughters or aunts or mothers or whatever. And uh, anyway, a lot of uh, women in these men's lives started seeing a lot of life change and uh, started saying, hey, how do we get in on this? You know, and so finally, Rocky got approached, and women wanted to know, can we can we do this? Can we go through the journey? And he had to really think about it because he that took him off guard. Uh, and he said, "Well, you can use the curriculum, but I'm not going to lead a women's ministry. <laughs> you know, you can, you'll have to lead yourselves. I'm not going to lead you, but you can you can sure use the curriculum if you want." And uh, and it, they did a few experiments, and it seemed that the uh, the knights and the in the one story and the, the people on the horse and the the castle and the braveheart type imagery the women loved it <laughs> and they loved the story of gabe and they loved the curriculum and uh and they saw the same uh types of things that the men were seeing as far as transformation and i i wasn't real sure about this until i the first year i came on staff with info which was five years ago rocky and i took a trip to memphis and uh nicole who you're going to meet in a second Nicole uh, invited us over to a someone's house. Uh, all the guys weren't allowed except for me and Rocky. And the house was full of women and they fixed us a great meal. And we all sat around this big table and every woman talked about the transformation in their lives. And I mean, there was not a dry eye in the room. I mean, there were just so many amazing stories of people set free and all that. And at the end, Rocky and I said, well, I guess influencers is not for just for men anymore. Uh, it was we we knew that there was a new thing happening, and it's been growing ever since. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. So, um, I invited uh, three ladies who've been leading in their particular city uh, to be on here tonight, and I'm gonna have them tell their story just a little bit, maybe five or ten minutes about about their experience with the journey, and then uh, I'm gonna ask a few follow up questions, and then 
if you guys have a question um, on Zoom, there's a chat feature at the bottom of your screen and you can send a, you can type in a question. If you have a question, type in your question and we'll try to get to your questions at the, toward the end, all right? So if you, as things go on, you can do that throughout the broadcast. So, um, so uh, let me uh, open us in prayer and then I'll introduce uh, the panel, panel to us. Father, uh, thank you so much for tonight that we can just gather in the name of Jesus and uh, celebrate, really it's a celebration of what you're doing, your spirit is doing among men and women and just, which is, which is touching so many families, touching so many lives, helping marriages, doing all sorts of things. Lord, we're so thankful for that. And we want to celebrate that tonight. And so Lord, help our ladies tonight, uh, communicate what they need to communicate uh, in a way everyone can understand. And, and just pray tonight is a great blessing, Lord, and it glorifies you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I asked uh, Nicole Thompson uh, from Memphis. Uh, you'll see Nicole on your screen. She's waving. Um, Maribel Resendez from Bakersfield, California, and Melissa George from Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, so I'm going to go in order of length with ministry. So Nicole, I think, has been at this longer than the other two ladies. Uh, and, uh, and then Maribel will go next. And then uh, Melissa is our newest lady leader down in Atlanta. So uh, Nicole, why don't you go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself and uh, your experience with the journey before, during, and kind of what's going on now. And you got to unmute yourself, Nicole. So. Yes. Hey. Hi, everybody. Um, yes, my name is Nicole Thompson, and I live actually in Olive Branch, Mississippi, which is just right outside of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, and I am married to Jay Thompson, who is actually the, um, I think we call him branch director of influencers. Still, still regional director. <laughs> okay. Okay. Regional director of Memphis, influencers Memphis. Um, and so we kind of do this ministry together, but we have four kids, um, a 15 year old girl, 11 year old girl, nine year old boy, an eight year old girl. So we are busy. Um, but as far as influencers goes, um, back, it goes back to probably about 2012. Um, I think my, my husband was approached about doing the journey around that time. Um, but he actually went through the journey process in 2013 and, um, him and a few of our close, um, friends, you know, we're friends with husbands and wives, friends together. Um, they were going through it at the same time. And so me and my friend, Alicia, uh, just started to notice a change and a transformation in our husbands. And, um, we decided to take a trip to the beach, just the two of us, the, um, me and my friend Alicia, and we were just talking about this and we both had brought, we took their books, <laughs> their journey books. Um, I think the prayer cottage and, um, journey to the inner chamber and brought those with us. And we just sat on the beach and read them and talked about them. And, um, the whole time the guys were like, Oh, this is for men. Like we kept asking, what is this? Well, this is for men. This isn't for you. And I was like, well, I'm going to read this. <laughs> I'm kind of nosy. And I just, you know, so, um, we were, we were just talking and praying and it was just a really sweet time for us to be away. Um, as we are busy moms and just praying through it, we were like, I, I just think we need to do this. Like somehow we're going to figure out how to do this. I don't know what it looks like. So, um, fast forward, uh, about a year and, 
Um, my mother actually decided because she also saw some transformation in my husband, um, that she was going to lead a group of ladies through this. And she got some resistance and pushback from Jay, but, um, it ended up that she had not gone through the process herself, but she just decided to, to go ahead and lead us through it without going through, um, herself first. And there were 14 women who went through together and it was just so impactful. Um, really, really changed our lives. And I think every single session was really intense and really tearful and really meaningful. Um, probably, you know, just one of the best experiences I've had. I've done the journey several times since then. And my first time will always be my favorite time because it was just so much of, um, the spirit just revealing himself to me and, um, the other ladies. And, um, so that just kind of springboards me every year since then I have been blessed to guide a group myself of ladies. And it's been anywhere from, I think my largest group has been about 18 to, um, probably down to five or six. And, Um, it's just been such a blessing, um, each and every year to be able to do that. And, um, I'm kind of, I'm in, I'm in a rest period is what I like to call it, where I'm not, um, guiding a group right now. And, um, I forgot to mention, so, so we really do have a strong, um, female and, um, male presence and couples groups, um, in this area. So I kind of head up the ladies aspect of this and we're trying to navigate our way through. COVID-19 and, um, all that going on right now too, but yes, love the journey, love the influencers. Okay. Well, we're going to ask you some more questions, Nicole, but that was a good intro. Um, I'm going to go to Maribel Resendez out of Bakersfield, California. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do for a living, a little bit about you and your family, and then talk about your experience with the journey. Well, I'm from Bakersfield, California. My name's Maribel, and I am a real estate broker. Um, Love this ministry and the uniqueness that just the platform, it reaches not just men, like Brian said, but there was just a, I want to say untapped market. I'm in sales, right? Um, Untapped market of women. And that's how I kind of you know, push my way to the front of the line. Um, just like, you know, what you read in the Bible, the women that were like, get out of the way. I'm going to, I'm going to touch that robe. I want that healing, you know, and you'll do whatever you can to just touch his robe. Um, and so <clears throat> my husband uh, joined, I believe in 2012 as well. And I just saw this transformation and I would ask him, what are you doing? And who are these people? And why do they love you? You're a bad person. Um, and that's, that was my thought, you know, my honest thought. And um, they just loved on him and they loved on him and they poured these men. And I would hear these stories and I'm like, well, that's not fair. Do they have women? Do, do women do that? Because, you know, growing up in very different religions in my background, I mean, I've tried them all. I mean, I really have tried them all. And um, not just attend, but baptism. 
um, coming from that background, it was just not real. Like, how can they just love on you? Um, did you tell them what you've done? Did you tell them about us? And this ministry, this men's ministry was just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And, um, so I wanted to know more. And as the years went by, he got more involved and more involved. And I remember thinking, you know what? Enough's enough. You, we need women. And like Jesus loved women. Jesus loved women. And women are a huge part of this story. And it wasn't until um, it was my first journey group was in 2017, fall of 2017. And this is our, we finished I call God the second year, and this is um, so three years now since 2017, and it's been amazing. Uh, one of the ladies here in Bakersfield, Amara Dobbs and Marty Marchand, took it upon themselves with my good friend Eileen Campbell, and they decided to do this women's group, and I was just like, wow, you know, and it was different. It was different. It wasn't religion. It wasn't I'm a soccer mom, I have it all together, and I'm gonna join this club. It was um, a journey of discovery of what really the gospel is about, but introduced in a different way where you want more. And it was, you know, the word abide, what is that? You know, we don't just go there every Sunday, you know, or we don't just go there when we have to go to that building. It was this discovery, and the more you discovered, just this hunger and this thirst and you want more and you want more. And what that showed me was you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be, it's okay. Broken people allowed broken people, you know, we're like, if there's a, a, a um, propaganda, you know, the, with the, uh, the army wants you and it's like, he wants you if you're broken. And the thing about women, the women's ministry, women are just different, different creatures than men. We all know that. And for women to unload and to witness that, and you witness that with other, you know, now doing, being a co-guide and you witness that and you just see the weight fall off, the weight fall off. And these women that have the same issues as men, the same issues as men, the same issues. And religion doesn't teach that, you know, doesn't show you that. Religion says, no, men have worse problems than, um, than women, but we're all broken. We're all broken sinners in need of a savior. And so this, this journey, this ministry really showed me how, when my husband, back to my husband, how they loved on him. And it was a, um, how they walked with them, but it was a vertical, it was a vertical relationship. And that was beautiful. And I had never seen that before, experienced that before. I never lived that before. And um, it's just, you want to give it away. You want to give it away. And um, especially women, you know, I always say, um, I do prison ministry. And I told the chaplain, I said, I will, I will preach to men, but not to women, because women are hardcore. Women are not nice. And, um, and it's true, you know, um, because women will not, you know, we'll, we'll give out 80% of information. We'll give you 90%, but 100% transparency, that's a man. But when a woman gets a woman gets to that point, it's beautiful. And they become self-feeders, Holy Spirit uh, led and their lives. And you see that, you see that. And, you know, um, 
Derek Prince said, you know, when you're being pruned, it hurts, but also when you're making fruit, it hurts. It's like, it's this growth process that I had never been in, introduced before. And seeing this here in Bakersfield, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I love that because I always say it's an audience of one. And at the end of the day, we're going to have just, it's going to have one, two chairs, one, and we're just going to, that's it. And I, well, I tell the women in the, in our, in our groups, it's an audience of one. You're not going to stand behind your husband's back or under his shadow. We need to, and that's the beauty that it's because it is relational and the introduction of this relationship with Jesus. And all we have to do is abide and you're like, it's too easy. It's there's, there has to be a catch. It's too, it's wait, there's, there's no, there's no works involved. There's no juggling involved. That's like, no, no, no. No. And so it's just been an honor this year, uh, this last year, uh, we had some women in our groups, just the transformations in their walk, in their marriage. Amazing. Amazing. Just how this, um, the DNA of this ministry is just, um, takes pounds off. It takes a lot of weight off of, of, of women. And I love it. I love it. And I see it. And, you know, we're California. We're not the Bible belts. You know, we're for uh, Corinth, right? Like they say. And so having this is a perfect light in this in this state of darkness that we're in. People think, I love it. I love California. And I think, you know, where do you need the, the light? Where do you need the light the most? In darkness. In darkness. And this is such a beautiful tool to introduce others to have that relationship with their with their with their husband, which you can sell that to women. Women get it like, oh, he's my husband. You know, men have a different, a little harder time understanding that. But it's it was just this this love. And a lot of those men, when my husband joined, are still part of this ministry. And I tell you what, it's been eight years and this, these men still just love and love and love. And it's a true representation of what we read about in, in the gospel of what love is. And it's walking it out, living it out. And it's beautiful. And it is, it's encouraging. It, it really is encouraging. And I love that. It's contagious. It's encouraging. And the women that that have been part of this. Um, we have the journey group at the mission and the women are there for one year. It's like a drug rehab. That demographic to someone that two parent household, that woman, these two women, this, you know, the different spectrums um, or that one lady that's been in the church working for 20 years, all the remarks are the same. They're just mind blowing. I did not know this. I've been working in the church for 20 years. This is amazing. And it's that relationship starting. So it's it's an honor to be part of this. And it's, it's exciting. I think we need um, this. This is going to grow. This is going to grow. And I, I'm just thankful for being part of this. All right. Thank, thank you, Maribel. And we'll get back to a few questions for all three of you. Um, our last panelist is Melissa George. Melissa is from Atlanta, Georgia area. Tell them a little bit about how you know who you are and how you got involved in this and you're right you're still in the middle of your first group so uh yes you're the guide of your first group so tell them a little bit about all that so um i live in roswell georgia which is a little sort of a little town um in north atlanta and i've got two teenage boys um happily married i have a good friend in memphis who um was invited to be a part of the journey group. And I remember telling him like, 
oh my gosh, you got to do this. It sounds amazing. I'm so excited to see, you know, kind of what you go through um, in this journey. And at the end of his journey, the transformation in him was so amazing. I had been looking for years for something deeper um, and just, I just wanted more Jesus. Um, and to see the transformation that he went through and the depth of his relationship and just how his relationship grew with the Lord. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I've been looking for. How do I do this? And he was like, yeah, well, it's only for men. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. um, and so a couple of months later, he said, I think I know there is a women's group. Um, and he put me in touch with Nicole and Nicole said that they were getting a group together. And I was like, gosh, I really don't want to do the virtual group just because I, I feel, I felt like I wanted, um, I don't know. I just wanted a, a group to meet with. I don't know. I'd done many women's groups before. Um, and she had said, well, you can teach your own or you can got, you know, be your own guide. If you want to do that. I was like, Oh my gosh, no way. I've never, even, there's no way. Um, and I think weeks went by and I just kind of, it just, you know how God nudges you. I just, it was just this nagging, like, just do it. And, and I finally got to a point, I asked my partner in crime, um, I was like, I'm not going to do this by myself. So if you'll do it with me, then let's do this. But I think I got to a point where I quit feeling like I needed to be prepared for this. I mean, I'd never done the journey, obviously, but I, I got to a point where it was like, I, I just felt like the Lord was saying, it's not about me. It's about him and that he would prepare me, you know, and bring me the women that needed to be in our group. Um, and he did. We, at the very last minute, we were able to join with our church, North Point Church, and um, we have what's called group link. Um every, I think it's every quarter or something like that, but, um, we put a description in off of the influencers because we didn't know what we were getting into. We really didn't have any idea. We just kind of said, you know, if you want to go deeper with Jesus, then, you know, hook up with this group. Um, and that first night I remember going around the circle and just talking to these girls and, and, I think we knew one girl, there's one girl in our group that we knew, but nobody else we knew, you know, nobody else knew each other. And it's been absolutely phenomenal. I cannot tell you, um, for me personally, it's exactly what I was looking for. Just, um, going deeper with Jesus and just the transformation in my life. But what's amazing is to see our girls and the transformation in their lives. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely the most amazing study I've ever done. It's truly remarkable. God is good. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. And again, we'll get back to you. So we just got a few questions that I, that I have for you guys. And, and again, if any of you on the call want to ask a question, uh, type a little note in the in the group chat that's on this on the Zoom feature, and uh, we'll try to get to your questions at the end. But uh, uh, I'm gonna Nicole, I'm gonna direct this one to you, and then if the other two, if you want to jump in and pipe in, you can. Uh, 
So the journey was written for men, as I said. So why does it still work with women? Why do you think it still works with women, even some of the male slanted stories and things like that? Well, I feel like, I mean, well, the word says we were, we're all created in his image. Okay. And so just because we're created male and female does not mean that we're not going to be attracted to the same um, things, I think. And I, I think our main attraction as human beings created by God is that we need him and we need to find our way to abiding. Um, we may not understand what that even means, but every one of us were created with that need to abide and to come to him. And that's the draw of it. It's like something is missing and basically it's him and it's relationship with him and it's proximity to him. And however we can find that is going to be appealing to man or woman. Yeah, good. So really, really, it's about, obviously, that's what it's all about. And so the stories are just, if whether you like Braveheart or Knights, and some men don't even like that, too. So it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, the, the heart is the abiding. Uh, do you, the other two ladies, have any comments on that about the curriculum? Jesus is universal. <laughs> Jesus is universal. Okay, that's good. Maribel, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, I always, uh, when we start the at the beginning of the year, we'll introduce the books to the women. And some of them are like, what? That's a lot of reading. But I always say it was written by a man for men. So it's going to be a really easy book, a really easy read. And so no disrespect. It's a great book. But I always say that and I'm being really honest. It was written by a man for men. And it's just little bites, you know, and um but it is because it's so simple. They're able to uh, digest. And, but uh, I think it's the same. I don't think it really, you know, men or women, like we were all made in his image, but the concept of the heart of abiding is in John. And that book was written for Jew and Gentile. Right. So um, yeah, I always say it's any, and they all love the books and we give them away. So yeah, that's, it's, I think it's a great thing. It was written by a man for men. Yeah, yeah, and you're not lying. That's true. <laughs> it's true, and and you know he made him he made the chapter short and all that for that reason because a lot of men don't read and exactly. don't you know they have short attention span. A lot of a lot of men. Um, Maribel, I'm going to stick with you for a second. Um, you you kind of alluded. I know your story, but they don't know your full story. But and so I you kind of alluded that you were not in a great place in your marriage when Eddie came into the journey and all that. You got you said you know you weren't sure you know, you said he wasn't a good person or whatever you were saying, but uh, so how has the journey helped you guys in your marriage is what my question for you. Um, you know, it's that vertical relationship um, where we didn't have that in the beginning. Uh, we had religion and, um, and just that intimacy uh, with Christ and um, just being attached to the vine and abiding, abiding, which is you know, sounds easy, but it's hard, right? Because I'd rather do a hundred things over here because sitting still is so hard, right? I'd rather just kind of, um, you know, like when you're sick, they say rest, hydrate, right? But as a mom, you're like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And it's just so hard to just rest. And your body takes a toll that illness lasts longer or does more damage than it should if you actually listened. Um, so it's, taught both of us to be um, 
to, I know Eddie journals a lot, he, he journals. Um, and just with me, it's just this reading this book that every time you read it, it's just a new discovery. And being that self-eater, it's really helped that vertical relationship. And that's that's why I enjoy women's group. I've never been involved in a, in a couple's group uh, with the, the journey. I think it's just been very powerful, just that one-on-one -on -one with other women. But yeah, it's that vertical, I would say the vertical relationship that we have. Yeah, I've always, I've, and I've done a lot of couples groups and I, I could give a promo for that because those do work as well, but they're different dynamics, you're right. <laughs> um, but I've always felt like if two people have an intimate abiding relationship with Christ, then they start having an intimate abiding marriage, you know, and 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 it, it, it just happens. It's just a natural outgrowth of that. And I think that's what you're saying there. Yeah. Melissa or Nicole, would you, either of you, you want to comment? Nicole, you got a comment? I do. Um, I mean, this has had a huge impact on our marriage and um, it, we are by no means perfect and <laughs> struggle every day probably. But, um, you know, I think women have a tendency to want to change our spouses and our spouses have the tendency to want to resist any form of their wives wanting to change them. And so the whole premise of the journey is that it's the spirit doing the work. And the only way, I mean, we all know this intellectually, we cannot make anybody change. We can hardly even <laughs> muster up change in ourselves. And so um, just the transformation that the spirit does in each other's lives um, and just the, the letting go, um, because I think women generally, um, I <laughs> will speak to myself, have a tendency to control and, um, you know, just letting go of those things, letting go of wanting to change someone, letting go of wanting to control someone. Um, and it is a, it's not like, it's one of those thorns that for me that, you know, he hasn't taken away. Um, but it's one of those things where he's like, just come to me and lay it at my feet. And yeah, so it's well, very impactful. And you're speaking to Genesis, you know, the after the after the fall of man, you know, the, one of the curses for the women besides pain and childbirth, which you guys are probably not too thankful for, um, was uh, the desire to control her, their husband. You know, that's that's the follow up curse, you know, so so that so it, you come by it naturally, you know, I guess in, in that way. Um, but Melissa, do you have any comments about how it's affected you and your your marriage? Um, I totally agree with Nicole. I, I think, um, just wanting your spouse to be the spiritual leader or whatever, but God does the transforming in us. So what's the scripture where you take the, the plank out of your own eye or something? Don't. So I think for me personally, it was, um, it was the change and the transformation that came through me is possibly preparing him or um, just allowing God to kind of show through to him. Um, and then not only that, but there were, you know, in this transformation, there are things that come up that were, you know, may have been painful in my past and being able to go through that together um, has really, really 
deepened our relationship too. So it's, I mean, the things that you wouldn't even think that would bring you closer um, really do in this whole process, this whole journey. So um, yeah, it's just amazing. Are you saying that, you know, the intimacy you're finding with the Lord is helping you open up more to your husband about things that you wouldn't have talked about before? Yes. So there are wounds that have to be healed, I think, in this process in order for, you know, the pruning, um, in order for you to be able to bear more fruit. So in that pruning process, things come up specifically from my past um, that were very hurtful and just having him there to kind of go through it with me, be, be more, I guess, more vulnerable. I don't know. Um, yeah, has definitely grown the intimacy between us for sure. I think there was, there's a lot more respect and, um, appreciation and, you know, I don't know. It's, it's been a really, really cool, hard, but cool process. Very cool. I can remember telling him, um, years ago, it, it could be so much better. Our marriage could be so much better. I just, God was just putting that on my heart. It could be so much better. And I literally just last night, I asked him, I was like, remember when I used to say that it could be so much better. You know, what do you think now? How do you feel now? So, um, so yeah. <laughs> just wait till he goes through the journey. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Um, I guess I'll go back to you, Maribel. Uh, how about uh, as a mom? Um, uh, you have kids, don't you, Maribel? I, I do. I do. Yeah, I thought you did. Yeah. Uh, have you seen any, has it changed the way you view being a mother at all going through the journey? Well, you know, I'm the best Christian when I'm in the house by myself. I don't know about you ladies and men out there, but I'm like the best Christian when no one's in the house. As soon as they all come home, it's like, right? Um, and what this constant, you yell too much, you're always angry. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. What? No, you're crazy. And you know, that verse, you know, worry about the plank in your eye before making fun of someone else's sawdust. And I'm like, you guys are all full of sawdust as I have a two by four coming out. Um, So that's been that restoration and just that growth hasn't been overnight. But it's, it's better. It's a lot better. And, um, they've even said like, we go to a restaurant and they're like, mom, you're not going to call the manager on them. And I'm like, no. Um, and they're actually pointing that out towards, you know, in that situation. And I'm like, I remember when I would just blow it. Right. Um, and so that with them being a mother, um, you know, my children are older. I have a 25-year-old, a 21 and a 19-year-old son, two do- two girls and a, and a boy. And so when we started this uh, journey, they were in high school and college. So it's a whole different um, war zone than when they're younger. And um, that hurt and that damage had been there. So um and the enemy, you know, he's he's a he's a accuser of the brethren, and so you know, it's just knowing of his promises and that restoration will take place. And all I have to do is just abide. And, um, you know, he will restore what the canker worm has eaten, uh, especially the older ones, you know, making their own lives and what have you. Um, so broken relationship. Yes. Um, 
is there some type of growth a little bit, but um, it's, they're small steps, small steps. And I have to just remind myself because he's a, you know, the enemy's a liar. And um, I think my children have seen some growth in me. I, I would hope so. Um, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. All we can do is just trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. Yeah. And not listen to the enemy. That's right. That's good. Melissa, anything to add on the mothering front? Um, I think as you you get a, a glimpse of, of God's love for us if you have children. And so that part of it, just to love my kids more because God loves us more. I And really the only way for me to show my kids who God is initially is through how I love them. So part of this process or part of this journey has been um, understanding how God loves me or loves us. And part of that is looking back at my relationship with my father or, um, and just, you know, what kind of relationship that was and who was my first, um, who was my first love and which was my dad. And then, um, being able to love my kids like that, like God loves me. So that's the first part. And then I will agree. I asked my, my 18 year old today, if, um, he noticed a difference in me and he said, yeah, you're not as stressed. And <laughs> I love Tuesday nights. There's just a good vibe on Tuesdays. And, um, so yeah, he's noticed a difference just with, I mean, you just kind of give it all up and you just quit stressing about things that you don't need to worry about. So he definitely has noticed it. You know, there's a, there's a great quote from one of the guys out in uh, Pismo Beach, California, and he said that his little boy said, Daddy, since you started going through the journey, now Jesus lives at our house. And uh, it's pretty cool. Um, well, okay, I want to shift to a different question. I'm going to go to you, Nicole. Um, I, there's kind of been an observation that, uh, and I, I'm a product of Promise Keepers, you know, back in the 90s and all that, and, and they were really challenging men to start being the spiritual leaders of their families. And, and there was an indictment on men because women really were picking up the slack and women, even though the Bible talks about a man being the leader of his family spiritually, women really have been leading the family as far as getting the kids to go to church. And, and uh, you know, every church has lots of women's ministries and lots of women's Bible studies, but the men were somewhere, sometimes nowhere to be found, even at big mega churches. Um, so Nicole, do you, do you, you know, you've seen this little while and seen Jay going through the journey and all that. Um, do you see that, that a household runs better when the man is leading the way the Bible intended and leading spiritually? And have you seen the evidence of that since Jay went through the journey? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, that is the way that God designed it in scripture. And, um, but I think, you know, the enemy is so against that, like, that's what we're seeing in our culture, I mean, everywhere, our church culture and just the culture in general. Um, and I firmly believe it's, it's a strategy of the enemy to, um, keep the man from feeling like he can lead to discourage him, to distract him in any way possible. And, um, I mean, on our home, like he, Jay is a strong leader, but when it comes he'll, he'll even say this when it comes to me, it's like, there's just a, 
a fear sometimes or like a block. And, you know, we know that that comes from the enemy and, um, but there, I can just see it on my kids' faces. Like if, if he's speaking the word, um, or praying over them or whatever, I mean, there's, you can just sense how strong the spirit's presence is in our home and with our family when that happens. And, um, there's just a power in that because that's the way that, that the Lord designed it. And, you know, it's hard sometimes because I am kind of a stronger outspoken person. Um, and we, we tend to butt heads because we're both that way, um, sometimes, but yeah, we're learning as we go. Okay. Uh, Maribel, how about you? What do you think about that question about, you know, a man being the spiritual leader in his family and how that can make a difference in the family. Oh, I agree. I agree. And like Nicole said, you know, God designed it that way, but it's not what we've been taught and it's not what sells and what's been commercialized and um, in every movie and every, you know, every, everywhere since, you know, we were programmed um, and myself very um, driven, I guess I'm going to use that word driven and um we weren't made to be leaders. And after everything's a big old mess, then we're like, you don't help enough. And, and it's like, well, we should have never been there in the first place. And I remember I had a really hard conversation with my middle daughter and I, she was in high school, maybe a sophomore or junior. And I said, Hey, remember everything I told you, we don't need a man. And because it's such a turmoil, you know, background, a marriage, um, I remember we were, we had pulled up to the driveway and I said, well, scratch all that. And I remember her like looking at me going, what? And I said, yeah, men are supposed to lead. Like when this was introduced and I'm like, and she's like, really? I said, yeah, because we kind of, you know, hormonal and we're like not all there and um, kind of try to be funny. And um, if you talk to her, you know, she'll say like, mom, like what happened? Like, you're not strong anymore. And, you know, that's what the enemy does, right? It's like, I guess I'm not strong, but it's it's when I'm weak. Therefore, you know, it's, it's, it's like weakness is a bad thing on this earth. It's like you have to be strong, and I got it, and I have it under control. And we take it away from the men, and we make a big mess, and it's just out of order. And so when this was introduced, um, men lead. And I remember taking the kids, you know, to LDS church and uh, Jehovah's Witness. And I would always go, just like you said, Brian, I would always take the kids. And, you know, this is what we wanted. This is what we have to do. We have to go to church. And when this idea of having the men being the spiritual leaders, I was just like, yeah, God created it. God knows everything. Yeah. Okay. 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 I, I can see that. And I remember um, after that, I would just, if you, I mean, try this when you're out and about, um, when you go to the store, sit in your car and wait for other families to get off. Really interesting experiment. Just stay in your car and wait till other families get off and pay attention who's in front, the woman, then the husband, and then the kids. And we're always in a hurry with our purses and we're like, we got to go, we got to go. And just a simple little exercise, how, why don't we wait for our husbands? Why don't we wait? And, you know, just that's, so I remember I shared that with my son and he was in high school and I said, you need to walk in front of me. Don't let me walk in front of you. And he's like, why? You have the money. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's a practice. 
it's practice because you need to walk in front of your woman. And just, I mean, try, I would, I would encourage everyone to try that. It's really interesting how, and it's very sad. It's very, very sad. The woman in the front, then the husband, and then the kids. And sometimes it's a woman, kids, and then husband in the back. And I'm thinking it's just out of order and it's a mess. And that's why we are the church. The bride is in the condition that, that we're in for that reason. It's just out of order. Yeah. And when it, and when a man learns how to abide, then he knows how to do it in a gracious way. You know, it's not like a man controlling his wife or lauding anything over her. It's about right. it's about serving her, loving her the way Christ loves us. Amen. Which is, that and that's what every woman wants, really. You know, so I would think so. Melissa, anything to add to this? I know your husband hadn't been through the journey, but but I know you probably think about these things. I do think about these things all the time, and um, I think. I do agree with that. It may not be the situation all the time. And sometimes we as wives need to get out of the way and kind of let our men come into their own, which goes back to we can't change them. God, God can change us. Um, but I think as long as we're talking about the Lord in our families, um, I think, I think his will will be that, that, the men will come forward. My second mom and my dad, um, I think she was the spiritual leader initially, but my, but my dad through her relationship with the Lord, my dad kind of gradually, um, gravitated in that role. So I learned a lot from her about that. I was, yeah, yeah. I think they get there eventually if we get out of the way, (laughs) but yeah, I definitely agree that that's the way it should be. Okay. Um, my last question is, uh, um, you know, I said a lot of churches have strong women's ministries and, uh, Melissa, I'm going to go back to you. You said you've been through a lot of studies and all that. So just a few differences of, of how you see this being different, you know, and how, how maybe churches could, could use the journey with their women's groups. Um, how do you see it being different than other things you've done? Um, gosh, it's so different. It's so different. Um, the other groups that I've been a part of as fantastic as they were, we would do different studies and they were great, but the, but they're just, there was, there was no plan as far as how to be fruitful and, um, golly, we could absolutely use this in our church, especially in our leadership roles. Um, and I, that's what I'm praying for is to be able to bring that to more of our leaders, because I think those of us who just want more, we just want a deeper connection. We want more of Jesus. I mean, we, there's nothing that I've ever encountered um, out there like this. I mean, it truly is transformational and life changing. I mean, you know, we're leaving, gosh, I just read a scripture this morning. It's so amazing how God speaks to you, but I literally just read a scripture this morning about we leave the past in the past. It's like you get to this point and you go through this journey and it it's the, the wisdom that you get and, um, and the discernment, everything that, you know, I personally have been praying for, there's nothing else out there that I've seen that makes 
us the fruit bearers that we're supposed to be, that God intended us to be. So does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was good. I, I just, I uh, I wanted to get your perspective on that because uh, there are, there have been a lot of women's Bible studies. And again, that's nothing to take away from any women's Bible study. Right. It's just we think that this is a unique thing God's called us to here. This uh, Definitely, definitely unique, definitely deeper. If yes. I think every leader should be taking this, should be on this journey. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start with the church is with the leadership, mm -hmm. for sure. Nicole, what would, you're real involved in a church in Memphis. What, How do you see this from a women's ministry perspective at a church? Um, yes, I, gosh, it's, it's so, it is so different. And I, I really echo everything that Melissa said. Um, I think, you know, for me, Jesus told us all, every believer to go and make disciples and that he would be with us while we did that. And I think that for all of my life up until I went through the journey, I didn't really understand what that meant or how to do that. And so this is such an awesome tool that, and I, and I tell people this all the time, like when you're done with this, all you have to do is invite someone else, two or three other friends to do this with you again. And you go through it again with them. And, um, I think that is huge. And the other aspect is, is just, um, I think a lot of the studies that I did before were really good to, um, take, I guess maybe I was just a taker and I wanted more whatever for myself. Um, you know, it just depended on what, you know, whatever topic I wanted to learn about, I could choose from. And, and that's awesome that we have that ability with, you know, the plethora of um, information and books and studies that are out there and they're all wonderful. But I think this is the basis, like the, the very front at the very front of the um, participants manual, when you open it up, there's a, there's a page just dedicated and it says, come to me. And that is what Jesus tells us that is what God wants us to do is just to come to him and for us to be able to learn how to do that. Then all the other studies are so much more meaningful. Um, I did a, a different study um, this, this spring um, on zoom with just some friends because we were isolated and needed the word and needed community. And the fact that we all, I think every one of us had gone through the journey before we already knew how to abide. And so it was just so much more meaningful. And so it's like, this is the basis. Like we have to know how to abide in order to make disciples. And so, yeah. That's yeah, that's good. I like that. Maribel, anything else you'd add to that? Yes. So in real estate, we have uh, the three words, location, 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 right? And here in California, who doesn't want oceanfront property for $10? Um, it's location, location, location. Um, but in this study with other compared to other women's ministries, um, abide, abide, abide. I mean, that's it. Abide, abide, abide. And that concept um, I agree. That is the basis. That is the basis. And it's not, and they're all great ministries, amazing books. Everything's good. But 
I don't want to follow Jesus to be a better mom. I don't want to follow Jesus to be a better wife. You know, because what happens is when you put the, the gifts above the giver, what is that idolatry, right? We just want, I just want the giver. I want the giver and that's it. No sugar coating, don't water it down. There's a famous quote that says uh, the gospel today, if it were uh, medicine, it wouldn't heal you because it's so watered down. And if it was poison, it wouldn't kill you because it's so watered down. Um, but just the abiding, just in John and, and being attached and not letting go to have some kind of, and if, and even if you don't, like I know him and that's it. To me, that's it. And that's the beauty. And it's, abide, abide, abide. So it's completely different because I always say I'm not a damsel in distress. So a lot of women's ministry didn't quite click with me, you know? Um, and this is like, oh, I was made in his image. Oh, wow. He loves me. Like he loves me. That's really, he loves me. I'm such a terrible person and I've done so much, but he loves me. And that was um, our new director here in Bakersfield, Gary, amazing man, said this little nugget. And I thought, I just want to share that with you. And I had never really, I love how people put these nuggets and they just, that different angle. And he's talked about Peter and John and the difference. Peter was like, Lord, I love you. Lord, I, 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 right. But Jesus loved John, right? And that's a whole different, like we even put him, we boast on how much I love him instead of focusing on how much he loves us. And it's, it's that little different angle. I loved when he said that. And it's like, I need to stop trying to be something that I'm not and just love him and just abide, abide, abide. And it's complete. It's not a women's ministry. In fact, when they ask, they say it is a women's ministry. I'm like, no, it's not a women's ministry. There's women there, but just come, just come, you know, and let Holy Spirit reveal it to you. Because I, I'll, I'll mess it up. I'll mess it up. That's good. Thank you, Maribel. That's good. Well, we're running out of time tonight, uh, but thank you, ladies, uh, Nicole and Melissa and Maribel. Thank you so much. You had some great insights, and uh, we're recording this, so we'll put it out there for. Those who might have missed it or if you want to share with anybody else, we'll be putting it out there on our on our email. If you're not on our emails and you're watching this, uh, just go on to influencers.org and you can sign up to be on our email list. We do a daily email called Abide and, and we announce podcasts and different things that, we're, that are going on. I want to make one mention. Um, we're doing what we call a DNA Summit in September 11th and 12th. It's free. Um, and part of the reason is to pour our DNA into emerging leaders. And uh, we're inviting women to come for the first time to one of our conferences. And so we're gonna have special uh, breakout groups and uh, talks to just to women. So if any women are out there wanna join in, go to our website again, and you can sign up for the DNA Summit at influencers.org. Uh, and we'll also have some for, uh, for men as well, and also pastors too. So uh, you all are welcome to come and join us on that. We'll be doing it over Zoom, of course, uh, because September, who knows how things will be still. So uh, anyway, well, um, sorry we didn't get a chance to get to any questions. No, no one gave me any uh, questions on the chat. So uh, we filled it up with all our questions. So that was good. So anyway, thank you all for joining in tonight. And uh, we'll do this again next month with a different topic. And so just be looking on our emails and and uh, we'll be making the announcements on that. So thanks everybody for joining tonight. Thank you.